9 o'clock on the East Coast, 6 a.m. on the West Coast, and in Malaysia, we've actually made it to 1980. Imagine that. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. We are live triple casting on Facebook Live. YouTube, and Twitch.tv. Twitch.tv, of course, Jay Sheldon, no pants. Mohaned, hello, hey, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, wherever you may be. And uh, uh, Facebook Live, I'm Not Wearing Pants is the channel. Uh, Jay Sheldon over on YouTube, if you are so inclined. And I have just checked all the streams, and all the streams are working. Believe it or not. I have no technical problems tonight. Now, I'm saying that now because I'm going to jinx me. I'm going to jinx myself. This chair, I need to oil this. You hear that? I don't know where that squeaking comes from. Uh, Jaden, hey, Jaden M45, hello. Welcome. Uh, one of our viewers over on Twitch. And uh, I noticed earlier, by the way, that uh, Sam C., Sam C is on, uh, Mr. Sam C, the comedian from Singapore. I mentioned that because I will be a guest on uh, his stream on the 30th of this month. Boy, that's not far away, is it? When is that? Oh my God, that's the Saturday. Yeah, I will be uh, on his stream Saturday. We're playing some wrestling thing. Apparently, uh, Mr. Sam C., Stephen Bones, and uh, myself, and Osman. Osman and I are one team, and Stephen and Sam C. are another team. I don't know how it works. I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it. So, that'll be coming up. <laughs> I have no idea. They asked me, I said yes, so there you go. All right, so now the, the, the big question is, what, what does it mean? I put this on my, my Facebook stories as a teaser for the show. By the way, I noticed my uh, Twitch.tv is being a little funky tonight. I don't know why. What is this 1080p crap? Thank you. Let me bump that up and see if it's any better. Apparently not. Okay, <clears throat> I'm being distracted by technical stuff again. Um, okay, first, before we get to... I put a tease on my, uh, my Facebook stories saying that I was under MCOHC. I didn't explain what that was, but I will explain it in a minute. I, I am officially under uh, MCOHC. Here in Malaysia, uh, we've had different forms of these lockdowns, whether they work or not. Psst. Apparently not, if you look at the numbers. Um, I'm not going there. So before I talk about that, I want to talk about my really cool shirt. I just bought it. I've decided to join the Bomba. Here in Malaysia, we call the fire department Bomba. And they, when they're 
I don't know if when they're on duty or off duty or what it is, but they wear these red, red camouflage shirts. Oh, that chair is going to drive me nuts. Listen to that. Sorry about that. Are they trying to hide in the fire? I, I don't know the idea behind the, the red camouflage shirt, but our fire department here wears them. They're cool as hell. They look great. I mean, not on me, but they look good on the firemen. Um, so I, I, I found this at a store and I bought it. I make the purchase. I leave. I get home. I take the shirt out of the bag. And what's still stuck back here on the collar? The security tag. It didn't beep. Obviously. So now I face I, uh, YouTube how to get rid of security tags on clothing. Of course, everyone's saying, oh, well, you, you know, make sure you have the receipt, blah, blah, blah. Duh. But anyway, I did find there's like 50 different methods from smashing it to no crystal violin. You're not late. We're just getting started. And hello. Welcome. Thanks for joining crystal crystal violin on uh, Twitch. Good morning, good evening, good night. Um, so the security tag is still on. I, I YouTube how to get rid of it. There's all kinds of methods with putting two forks in in reverse and then splitting it, smashing it. Now, if it has an ink cartridge, you're taking a chance. The ink will go everywhere. Um, this was not an ink cartridge. Um, a hacksaw. But the problem is you might damage the clothes. So... Um, Run for your life. <laughs> I hope not. So I tried the fork method, and that actually worked. I put two forks. You know how forks are kind of bent up like like this? You know, they have kind of a, a bend. So I put them in like this. I barely got them stuck in between and then pushed on the handles. I kind of ruined a fork, but shh. One fork is, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I, I have the receipt. It's a legit purchase. They just forgot to take the tag off, and it didn't set off the alarms when I left. So whatever. Obviously not a really good security tag. But um, I did get it off. It left a small mark, but it's no big deal. It's on the back of the shirt. And besides, now I have my cool uh, red cami Malaysian fireman shirt. So the only trouble is, is it's, it's the spandex material, you know, like all those fit, well-built runners wear and things on me. It looks like a rubber band on an egg basically. So, um, yeah, it shows off my man boobs. <coughs> Thanks, Mohanad. Um, okay. Uh, where are we going? Oh yeah. MCOHC. I am officially under MCOHC. What is that? I'll tell you. MCO is what we call our current lockdown. It's called the Movement Control Order. And uh, <laughs> Malaysian Fireman Jay. Uh, so the Movement Control Order affects everyone. 
You can only leave the house within 10 kilometers of your home for valid reasons. You need all kinds of paperwork to go to work if you have to work from your office. Most people are working from home. Those people who haven't lost their jobs already because of this ridiculous crap. And um, so I, as of about three hours ago, am officially under MCOHC. You see this? I love this hat. I love this hat. One of my favorite hats. Um, it simply says believe. Uh, believe in yourself. That would be the first one. And believe. No, no, no. I'm kidding, Crystal Violin. MCOHC is a silly is a silly thing. Let me take off my headset. Besides, they're on delay and it's driving me nuts. HCOMC stands for Movement Control Order Haircut. I know. It's a big disappointment, isn't it? <laughs> um, my significant other and I gave each other haircuts because the barbershops are closed. So what you wind up with are these basic buzz cuts. Although, nice job. See, it's kind of faded out, faded there on the sides a bit. Normally when I, when I get a, uh, hang on, let me put this hat somewhere. <laughs> yeah, HCO haircut, MCO haircut. That's what HCO, MCOHC stands for. I'm under a haircut. Um, normally when I go to the barber, I, I, I have like a flat top and it's very buzzed on the sides. I haven't had a haircut in like five or six weeks. And because my hair is so short that, you know, everyone always says, why do you get your hair cut so often? Well, here's the deal. If you have hair that's, you know, down to your shoulders and it grows that much, you hardly notice. But when your hair is like this and it grows that much, it's two or three times as long. And, and I wind up looking like a, a moldy bowling ball. So um, you have to, and a lot of people have these home buzzers. I know like our local place that sells uh, online items, Lazada, Shopee, things like that. Um, they, they go nuts during these MCOs because everybody's buying the clippers so they can do their own haircuts. And most people, because they're not, barbers or hairdressers, at least guys, opt for the simplest thing, which is just, and away we go. Fortunately, I managed to get what is not a bad looking haircut with a bit of a fade here and a little longer on the top. Not bad, huh? It's the simple little things. <laughs> Oh my, and yes, I can still hear this bloody chair popping. I don't know why. What if I sit up like that? Then I won't move around so much. New order in place. MCOHC is now to only affect old guys. <laughs> it's a boomer thing. It's a boomer thing. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
Doesn't sound like a bad idea, actually. No, yeah, a lot of my friends, I see them on Facebook all the time, especially after after the first few weeks of, of not being able to go to the barber, and then people start to go nuts, and uh, they wind up cutting their own hair. And quite often, they probably shouldn't be cutting their own hair because it's uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't always... Yeah, no, it's not going to break. The chair is brand new. I got it as a, a Christmas gift, and it's very nice. But for some reason, I don't know why, I didn't adjust anything, but for some reason, it's making these funny popping noises tonight. It's, yeah, it's steady. It's not going anywhere. But when I lean back, so I'm going to try and avoid leaning back, although that's not terribly comfortable. Okay. <laughs> Um, what else? Now, I haven't talked to you since, uh, since what, Saturday night, I think. Sunday was relatively boring. We took the dog out uh, to the park again, had a great time with uh, Miko. Um, I'm, I'm not going to show her Chonsam yet. Uh, I know her, her Chinese New Year outfit. I know I, I said I would, I would do that coming up, but I think I want to wait until it's a lot closer to, uh, to Chinese New Year, which is what, the 14th? of February, I think, something like that, somewhere on the 14th. Um, so I will, uh, I will do that. And uh, I'll have her model that. Make yourself comfortable. I'm about as, I'm a, if I was any more comfortable, I'd be asleep. I think I'd look better with the hat on, but that's all right. See, I keep wanting to lean back. All right. Um, what else is going on? Uh, we, <laughs> uh, oh, I saw a great one tonight. If, if common sense were lard, most idiots wouldn't have enough to grease a frying pan. That sounds like a good old fashioned Southern U.S. saying. If, it, it'd probably sound better if I did it with the accent. If common sense were lard, most poor sons of bitches wouldn't have enough to grease a frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Crystal, you are not 15. Seriously. 15! I don't even remember when I was 15. Actually, I kind of do. It was a long time ago. <laughs> so to you, almost everyone is an old man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what else have we got going on? It's not a whole lot. I, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time online tonight. It just popped in. My schedule says Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and so I want to keep to my schedule um, and uh, keep you all up to date with what's going on. We will get to another chapter in the, uh, in the wonderful Wizard of Oz. I forget. What chapter are we on tonight? We've been doing, we've been cooking. Oh, it's chapter eight already, the deadly poppy field. So we'll have that coming up. Um, Jaden, how do you think I feel? I'm 21. 21 is a damn good age. I miss being 21. 21 was a great, great age. It was a long time ago for this boomer, but, um, but yeah, 21 was great. 
first of all, you're legal to do everything at that point, no matter what. I mean, the state laws are different in the U.S. and everything. I don't know about other parts of the world. I know about the U.S. <clears throat> um, vote, drink, all that stuff. Um, how long will lockdown last in Malaysia? Well, let's see. This is 2021. Next year will be... Twi no. Uh, honestly, there is an end date of like February 4th. But if you have any common sense at all, you know that the chances are that uh, it's going to be longer than that. I hope not. It is ruining the economy. It is driving people out of business. Businesses are folding left and right. It is absolutely horrible. Um, and honestly, there are places on the earth um, where they have not been locked down and they have managed to keep everything under control. The economic impacts, I mean, you know, hey, it's, it's a horrible disease. We have to find a way to fight it. Whether or not locking everybody down is the way, there are arguments on both sides of that, uh, of that aisle. Um, turning 21 during a pandemic, well, yeah, that's true. It kind of sucks. Actually, it sucks a lot, not kind of. Hmm. Couldn't party, right? Couldn't go out, um, do all the things you're supposed to do when you turn 21. Save it. Make up for it once all this is over. And it will be over, I'm sure of that. Um, 15 since last year. My birthday's March 2nd. Oh, it's coming up. You're almost, uh, 16. Yeah. No, it doesn't technically make you 16. It technically still makes you 15. But you're almost 16, so that's all right. Crystal, is now in the U.S., um, I think you can get a learner's permit to drive at 14 or 15. And 16, you can take your test to get your, uh, your driver's license. I'm not sure if you're in the U.S. or not, Crystal, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm sure other places are different age for driving licenses and even drinking is there anybody here from the uk i've been to, i don't know anything about the uk i've never been there don't really have any particular desire to go but um isn't the drinking age substantially lower in the uk i had heard that i don't know if it's true or not yeah jaden says I think you're right. Crystal, I will not trust myself even with a van. <laughs> I have owned a couple of vans in my day. Um, Mohana will be 20 in May. All right. Um, I have owned a couple of vans in my day. Back when I was uh, when I was on the air, we talked about Captain Jay, the pilot of the airwaves, we're doing a morning show and radio. And... Uh, and I had this old Ford van, it was blue and white. And because I had this whole pilot theme where my, my, my brand, my persona was Captain Jay, the pilot of the airwaves, um, somebody from one of the local airports brought me an actual propeller from a Cessna airplane. Now, I mean, this thing was huge. It was taller than me. That That's not saying much, but I, I'm short. Um, I'm about... Five seven, I think, although I probably shrunk. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm quite short. I don't know what that is in CM. Uh, 
Um, so they brought me this propeller. I, I'm on the air and I, you know, I intro the record and blah, 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 blah. And then I, I turn around and look out the, the window, the glass of the, the uh, broadcast booth window. And there's a guy standing there holding this giant propeller. And he's, he's brought it to me as a gift because I'm Captain J. So he thought I would like a propeller. Um, I did. It was great. Um, <laughs> these streams make me wish I was able to hear your radio show. I have air checks from my radio show, but they are all on cassette tape. Yeah, it's that old. Uh, and sometimes reel-to-reel -reel tape. Um you can hear a, a tel what we call a telescoped version of uh, both some time that I spent on uh, 96.5 TIC-FM and also at uh, WSNG AM 610. That's where I spent a great deal of my career doing the morning show. And um, if you go to The Voice Guy on Facebook, go to Facebook and in the search type in the voice guy you'll see my my picture there that's my channel and it's all the different voice work that i not all of it but a lot of the voice work i've done in the past and scroll down through because there's a lot of crap there and as you scroll down you will find an what we call an air check from uh wsng am 610 and also uh, 96.5 tic fm and it's just the talking bits with the music cut out in the middle. Um, if I play it here, I'll probably get some sort of copyright strike. So I, I can't do that, sadly. But, um, but yeah, The Voice Guy on Facebook. <coughs> While you're there, be sure you like and follow the page. Um, so if you want to hear a, a short mini version of what I used to sound like, you can, you can find it there. What else was I, what was I talking about? Um, radio, the propeller. Oh yeah, the propeller. So, <clears throat> I take the propeller and I mount it to the front of my blue and white Ford van. So here's this giant, it's a real propeller from a Cessna on the front of the van. Why the cops didn't pull me over, I have no idea, but they didn't. And then I took two I was a nut job back in the day. I took two, uh, they were like Carvacs, but they were shaped like, like, like a jet engine. If you take the hose off the Carvac and you just have it, and it plugs into the cigarette lighter, um, you know, it's got kind of, it bulbs out in the middle and then it goes down at the end like that. So it kind of looks like a jet engine. So I mounted them to the back rear of the van up on the top. So now I've got the propeller on the front, two jet engines on the side. And what I could do is I could hit a switch inside the van and these two vacuum, basically vacuum cleaners would go like and sound like a jet. It was a very popular car on the road in Torrington, Connecticut, back in the eighties. Um, yeah, so that was my that was my van. I turned my personal van into a promotion for my show. <laughs> it was fun. And then uh, the other van that I owned was a Juara, which is a Malaysian 
Grandpa Jay with many stories, a wise old man with no pants. That's me. <laughs> uh, a juara. I should try and call up what a juara is because it is so hard to describe. I would call it a funeral van. I would, ah, okay. I think I can, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Let me try. Probably not. <laughs> All right, so now we've reduced J. And then let's see if we can get our, there it is. Hey, I did it. So you see, oh, let's see, there. Hang on. Okay, you see this? The doors are open, so it's it's kind of hard to uh, it's kind of hard to see. Uh, let's see. Ah, there it is. There it is. Check this guy out right there. This yellow one. This was my juara. It's um, it's either called the the bread, the bread truck, because you'll see there in this one over here. Hang on. There. Okay. This one over here. Yeah. It, 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 it's not a comfortable drive, uh, ride. Trust me. It is damned uncomfortable. But it's the coolest vehicle ever. Uh, it, it's shaped like a box. It's top heavy. Um, they say they flip over easy. But honestly, I've taken this thing very fast around some corners before. And, uh, and I had no problem with it at all. It's, um, no, it's, whoops. Oi, stop it. Okay. Um, it's not really that small. Um, I'm trying to find one with, I'm moving it around here live. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I can't find one that's got somebody. Oh, hang on. There, there's a guy standing next to it. So, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not huge. It's not a giant camper, but um, but it's not that small. Um, and I owned one of these. It was a lot of fun. I loved this thing. And the, the, the coolest thing was it's a great utility because you can open, you open this side door. I mean, it's got, of course, two doors in the front, duh. But then it's got two, uh, a, a side door here and the back, the whole, this uh, here, the whole back flips up that way. It's hinged up here at the top. And this whole back opens up. At the time when I was shooting a couple of different uh, TV shows and things, this thing worked perfect, not only to haul uh, shooting film equipment around, but as a camera platform. You can shoot out the side, you can shoot out the back. I, I, many, many shots that I got were done using this Juara. It's, it's a very, very... Very, very uh, cool vehicle. So that was the other van that I owned. It was a It's called a Juara, which if I'm not mistaken in uh, Bahasa Malay, the language here, that means champion. I believe Juara is champion. Um, it was a champ. It was a very good. And the best part of all is that a lot of uh, a lot of people who, who run uh, uh, 
fruit stalls and little eateries and things, they will use these as utility vehicles. So you see a lot of old uncles, Malaysians driving around or aunties driving in these things. Then you wind up with the Matsale, the white devil, driving down the road in the yellow Jawara, and people are like, they're looking like, what the hell is that guy doing? Because, you know, expats in this country are often enormously paid and fabulously wealthy. Not this boy. But, <laughs> but, uh, to see, and, and so consequently they're driving Beamers and Mercedes and Lexus and luxury cars. I haven't very old 10-year-old Perdana, okay? And that's a stretch for me. Um, so anyway, to, to see this Matsale driving down the road in a yellow Jawara turned heads, it's very cool. <laughs> All right, enough of that chit-chat and talking about ridiculous vans. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, at least my chair stopped squeaking. That's a good thing. Um, I am going to, I am going to move on over. Let me just dump this. Okay. I'm going to move on over. I need to grab my headphones. And, uh, let's see. Hey, chaotic robot. Hey, Captain J back again. Thank you, chaotic robot. Good to see you. Um... Crystal Violin says, I remember when I was about eight in summer camp, took one of these to a bus, which was going to take us to our trip spot, Hershey Park. Oh, cool. We barely got anything other than a cake pop. What's a cake pop and a chocolate bar? Invis Toby. Oh, no, you didn't miss it. We were just BSing about almost nothing. <laughs> My bad, no, my, my decent haircut that I got. Okay, dump the headphones because they're driving me nuts. They're delayed. My my decent haircut that I got. And uh, other than that, you haven't missed anything. But we are just about to move on into our, uh, our wonderful Wizard of Oz read, another chapter uh, tonight. So I will be... Um, I will be moving on into that in just a bit. And I, I will be on Mr. Sam C's uh, stream this Saturday. So this Saturday night, you won't see me here on my channels. You will see them. You will see me on Mr. Sam C. So if you uh, wish, please do uh, join in to Mr. Sam C and follow him. He is uh, just, just what I said, Mr. Sam C. M-R-S-A-M-S-E-E, -E, if you're not already a fan and a follower, please do uh, follow. And, and I'll be on his stream this Saturday night. If I'm not mistaken, it starts at 9. We're playing some sort of wrestling game or something. I don't know. Um, forgot about school, and now I'm late for class. Oh, man, Crystal, come on. <laughs> Get your button gear. All right. You made him some emotes. Cool. Very well, very nice, and Viz Toby. Um, yeah, good luck, Crystal. Thanks, thanks for stopping by, and uh, <laughs> we will see you next time, Crystal. Uh, Crystal Violin. All right. 
Okay, um, time to move on into the wonderful Wizard of Oz. And uh, I will tell you that all these uh, wonderful books that I read come from Project Gutenberg. Uh, Obligated Orb, hey! Glad you made it. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. All right, to, uh, to Obligated Orb. Uh, you missed the first 30 minutes, but that's all right. We didn't, uh, nothing earth shattering other than my haircut and uh, my, my fireman's shirt. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to shove on over to the Wizard of Oz here to close out uh, our last 20 minutes or so of this fiasco. <laughs> um, Project Gutenberg is a place where you will find all kinds of, thank you, Obligated Orb, you'll find all kinds of uh, great classic books. They are in the public domain. They are available to download, to read. Uh, they've got all the great works uh, there, all the classics are there, and uh, it also gives me a chance to uh, to read to you, which I enjoy doing, um, and apparently some of you enjoy it too, so, <coughs> excuse me, Project Gutenberg, which is uh, gutenberg.org, if you want to check them out, please do, they are, uh, they're a really cool website, all right, so, um, Moving on up to the east side. Remember that? What was that show? What was that show? I can't remember now. It was about a black family in New York. It was a spinoff of the old All in the Family Archie Bunker show. Um, I can't remember the name. But that was that was the theme song. I, 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 I can't do much of it otherwise... Again, copyright strike, but um, that was a cool show. I want to say Weeza was her name, but that wasn't it. Ah, I'll remember it and let you know next time. All right. Uh, the Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. We are up to Chapter 8, Dorothy and uh, the Scarecrow and the Cowardly Lion and the Tin Woodman have all gotten together and they're headed toward Oz. And uh, we pick up the travel, the travelers in this chapter, which is called The Deadly Poppy Field. Our little party of travelers awaken the next morning, refreshed and full of hope. And Dorothy breakfasts like a princess off of peaches and plums, from the trees beside the river. Behind them was the dark forest they'd passed safely through, although they had suffered many discouragements. But before them was a lovely, sunny country that seemed to beckon them on to the Emerald City. Now, to be sure, the broad river now cut them off from this beautiful land. But the raft was nearly done, and after the tin woodman had cut a few more logs and fastened them together with wood pins, they were ready to start. Dorothy sat down in the middle of the raft and held Toto in her arms. When the cowardly lion stepped upon the raft, it tipped badly, for he was big and heavy. But the scarecrow and the tin woodman stood upon the other end to steady it, and they had long poles in their hands to push the raft through the water. They got along quite well at first, but 
When they reached the middle of the river, the swift current swept the raft downstream, farther and farther away from the road of yellow brick. And the water grew so deep that the long poles would not touch the bottom. Oh, this is bad, said the tin woodman, for if we cannot get to the land, we shall be carried into the country of the wicked witch of the west, and she will enchant us and make us her slaves. And then I should get no brains, said the scarecrow. I should get no courage, said the cowardly lion. And I should get no heart, said the tin woodman. And I should never get back to Kansas, said Dorothy. Well, we must certainly get to the Emerald City if we can, the scarecrow continued. And he pushed so hard on his long pole that it stuck fast in the mud at the bottom of the river. Then, before he could pull it out again or let go, the raft was swept away, and the poor scarecrow was left clinging to the pole in the middle of the river. Goodbye, he called after them, and they were very sorry to leave him. Indeed, the tin woodman began to cry, but fortunately remembered that he might rust, so he dried his tears on Dorothy's apron. Of course, this was a bad thing for the scarecrow. I am worse off than when I first met Dorothy, he thought. Then I was stuck on a pole in a cornfield, where I could make believe scare the crows at, at any rate, but surely there is no use for a scarecrow stuck on a pole in the middle of a river. I'm afraid I shall never have any brains after all. Down the stream the raft floated, and the poor scarecrow was left far behind. Then the lion said, Something must be done to save us. I think I can swim to the shore and pull the raft after me, if you will only hold fast to the tip of my tail. So he sprang into the water, and the tin woodman caught fast hold of his tail. Then the lion began to swim with all his might toward the shore. It was hard work, although he was so big. But by and by, they were drawn out of the current. And then Dorothy took the tin woodman's long pole and helped push the raft to the land. They were all tired out when they reached the shore at last and stepped off upon the pretty green grass. And they also knew that the stream had carried them a long way past the road of yellow brick that led to the Emerald City. What shall we do now? asked the tin woodman. As the lion lay down on the grass to let the sun dry him. We must get back to the road in some way, said Dorothy. The best plan will be to walk along the river bank until we come to the road again remarked the lion. So, once they were rested, Dorothy picked up her basket, and they started along the grassy bank to the road from which the river had carried them. It was a lovely country, with plenty of flowers and fruit trees and sunshine to cheer them, 
And had they not felt so sorry for the poor scarecrow, they could have been very happy. They walked along as fast as they could, Dorothy only stopping once to pick a beautiful flower. And after a time, the tin woodman cried out, Look! Then they all looked at the river and saw the scarecrow perched upon his pole in the middle of the water, looking very lonely and very sad. What can we do to save him? asked Dorothy. The lion and the woodman both shook their heads, for they did not know. So they sat down upon the bank and gazed wistfully at the scarecrow until a stork flew by, who, upon seeing them, stopped to rest at the water's edge. "'Who are you, and where are you going?' asked the stork. Oh, "'I am Dorothy,' answered the girl, "'and these are my friends, the Tin Woodman and the Cowardly Lion, "'and we are going to the Emerald City.' Oh, "'This isn't the road,' said the stork, "'as she twisted her long neck and looked sharply at the queer party. "'I know it,' returned Dorothy. "'But we've lost the Scarecrow and are wondering how we shall get him back.' "'Where is he?' asked the stork." Over there in the river, answered the little girl. If he wasn't so big and heavy, I would get him for you, remarked the stork. Well, he isn't heavy a bit, said Dorothy eagerly, for he is stuffed with straw. And if you will bring him back to us, we shall thank you ever and ever so much. Well, I'll try, said the stork, but if I find he's too heavy to carry... I shall have to drop him in the river again. So the big bird flew into the air and over the water until she came to where the scarecrow was perched on his pole. Then the stork, with her great claws, grabbed the scarecrow by the arm and carried him up into the air and back to the bank where Dorothy and the lion and the tin woodman and Toto were sitting. When the Scarecrow found himself among his friends again, he was so happy that he hugged them all, even the lion and Toto. And as they walked along, he sang tol de ri dio at every step. He felt so gay. I was afraid I should have to stay in the river forever, he said, but the kind stork saved me, and if I ever get any brains, I shall find that stork again and do her some kindness in return. Ah, that's all right, said the stork, who was flying along beside them. I always like to help anyone in trouble, but I must go now, for my babies are waiting in the nest for me. I hope you'll find the Emerald City and that Oz will help you. Thank you, replied Dorothy, and then the kind stork flew into the air and soon was out of sight. They walked along, listening to the singing of the brightly colored birds and looking at all the lovely flowers, which now became so thick the ground was carpeted with them. They were big yellow and white, blue and purple blossoms, besides great clusters of scarlet poppies, which were so brilliant in color they almost dazzled Dorothy's eyes. Aren't they beautiful? 
the girl asked as she breathed in the spicy scent of the bright flowers. I suppose so, answered the scarecrow. When I have brains, I shall probably like them better. If I only had a heart, I should love them, added the tin woodman. I always did like flowers, said the lion. They seem so helpless and frail, but uh, there are none in the forest so bright as these. They now came upon more and more of the big scarlet poppies, and fewer and fewer of the other flowers, and soon they found themselves in the midst of a great meadow of poppies. Now it is well known that when there are many of these flowers together, their odor is so powerful that anyone who breathes it falls asleep. And if the sleeper is not carried away from the scent of the flowers, he sleeps on and on forever. But Dorothy did not know this, nor could she get away from the bright red flowers that were everywhere about. So presently her eyes grew heavy, and she felt that she must sit down to rest and sleep. But the Tin Woodman would not let her do this. We must hurry and get back to the road of yellow brick before dark, he said, and the Scarecrow agreed with him. So they kept walking until Dorothy could stand no longer. Her eyes closed in spite of herself, and she forgot where she was and fell among the poppies fast asleep. What shall we do? asked the Tin Woodman. If we leave her here, she'll die, said the lion. The smell of the flowers is killing us all. I myself can scarcely keep my eyes open, and the dog is asleep already. It was true. Toto had fallen asleep alongside his little mistress, but the scarecrow and the tin woodman, not being made of flesh, were not troubled by the scent of the flowers. Run fast, said the scarecrow to the lion, and get out of this deadly flower bed as soon as you can. We will bring the little girl with us, but if you should fall asleep, you're too big to be carried. So the lion aroused himself and bounded forward as fast as he could go. In a moment, he was out of sight. Let us make a chair with our hands and carry her, said the scarecrow. So they picked up Toto and put the dog in Dorothy's lap. And then they made a chair with their hands for the seat and their arms for the arms and carried the sleeping girl between them through the flowers. On and on they walked, and it seemed that the great carpet of deadly flowers that surrounded them would never end. They followed the bend of the river and at last came upon their friend the lion, lying fast asleep among the poppies. The flowers had been too strong for the huge beast, and he had given up at last, and fallen only a short distance from the end of the poppy bed, where the sweet grass spread in the beautiful green fields before them. We can do nothing for him, said the tin woodman. Sadly, for he is much too heavy to lift. We must leave him here to sleep on forever, and perhaps he will dream that 
he has found courage at last. I'm sorry, said the scarecrow. The lion was a very good comrade for one so cowardly, but let us go on. They carried the sleeping girl to a pretty spot beside the river, far enough from the poppy field to prevent her breathing any more of the poison of the flowers. And here they laid her gently on the soft grass and waited for the fresh breeze to waken her. Wow, that was a long chapter. <laughs> that was chapter eight, The Poppy Field. Coming up but next time on our next uh, stream, we'll move on to chapter nine, The Queen of the Field Mice. Now that's part of the film that I don't think made it into the film. <laughs> All right, The Queen of the Field Mice is chapter nine, and that's coming up next time on our... Uh, on our book chaotic robot post art eventually thank you and I, I did see i think in fact i think i mentioned it in our last stream uh, some great uh, art from uh, chaotic robot there's some some fan art stuff it was really nice thank you i it had the uh the, some of the wizard of oz characters and uh, toto and and me that was uh, that was very cool yeah i've never heard of the queen of the field mice i'm i'm excited to see what that chapter is all about because it's certainly not in the in the film but again, this is the original L. Frank Baum book. The, it's officially called The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. So we will do that. All right, guys, um, that's it. That's it for tonight. It's a Tuesday. Uh, we've, done, we've done about an hour's worth of uh, absolute muckraking nothing here. So thanks for, uh, thanks for joining. I will see you again uh, next time, which will be on Thursday, I believe, about 10 o'clock uh, p.m. Malaysian time, wherever that might be in, in your part of the planet. And I will have this creaky chair oiled by then, too. So <laughs> sorry about that. I, don't, I have no idea what's going on with this. Uh, all right, let me just do a quick retake here. And away we go. There we go. Okay, we got it. All right. What? 2 p.m.? No. Uh, my time is 10 p.m. on Thursday will be our next stream. Um, just so you can coordinate your clocks, it is 10 minutes to 11 p.m. on the 26th of January um, here now. So you can figure out wherever that is in your part of the world. <laughs> I will see you next time. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, liking and following and sharing. Uh, if you want to help out the stream, you can click that. And uh, beyond that, I appreciate all of your comments and and uh, contributions. Thanks so much, everybody. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.